Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hope everybody's doing well. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast today. And we have a friend calling in from England, Mark Christopher Lee, and he just produced a film called Gods Versus Aliens. And welcome to the show, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you for having me on, John. And uh, hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. So God versus aliens. I mean, I think there's a lot of narrative there on how things are conveyed. And the world today as we know it. So looking at this, you know, what's your mindset just coming up with that type of title? You know, I come from, you know, I, I talk about it. I'm, I'm a Christian, so I come from that that background. But I also believe there's something out there bigger than us that might be living elsewhere, either on other planets or in other dimensions. That's, you know, not human. And I think with what's going on, especially in the US at the moment in Congress, that we're getting ever closer towards disclosure of some sort, that we are not alone. And that in, in itself would have a profound impact on uh, the religions of the world, uh, including Christianity. And how are we going to deal with that? And uh, this film was set up really to try and get people to, you know, have a, have a debate about these, these issues, because, you know, it could be quite profound, and it could be a massive paradigm shift. So I think we need to prepare ourselves. And like you said, there is an inference there, God versus aliens, maybe God's good, aliens are evil. I don't know. We did go into that a little bit. And people like Tony Toppings, who's in the film, suggest there's, there's a malevolent kind of demonic element to, to aliens. I, I think it's probably a bit more sophisticated than that. There's probably good and bad, <laughs> as there are humans. So that's my take on it at the moment. Well, I, I think it's energy, right? And mm. I think when you speak about Tony, I think because Tony had such a rough childhood, sure. he, you know, he had a lot of dark influences. Mm. And I think that sometimes can overshadow some of your thought process because you're kind of coming out of a dark place into enlightenment. Sure. if you will. And yeah. and if you don't get rid of that darkness, it's yeah. going to be there with the human being. Because I think I think a lot, a lot of this is tied to the individual. Sure. Right? I think there's a narrative. And then I think you look at the individual yeah. and what's the sensibilities of the individual and how's he telling his story. But in my experience, I've heard multiple stories with variants in each story that I hear from different types of people. But there's a lot of through lines that are very, very similar. And, you know, when you talk about religion and being a Christian, yes, I grew up in a Baptist church, Christian. but Religions weren't religions until they made the name or defined <laughs> the name, right? Yeah. So if you if you walk it back to when a religion started and we're mm. just human beings, mm. what's the what's the narrative look like then? Sure. You know, because this has been crafted and perpetuated over thousands of years. Mm. Have you ever thought about something like that? Yeah, I know religion is is it organized you don't need to, to be able to believe in god to pray to god to have a church to do that to follow i understand that but what you're saying is that the spiritual energy that's far older than than religions there is positive energy 
positive forces and there's dark forces. Is that what you're saying? If you understand how things were created, yeah, right, and you come at things from a creation mindset, look at it from that standpoint. There was no defined direction for anybody mm -hmm. from creation. You know, we created these narratives and now we think we have to live by these gospels. Mm -hmm. And maybe the narratives that we've been told, mm -hmm. you know, yes. obviously was mm -hmm. a lot of it was for control. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. And the way those narratives have been conveyed may have set the stage for something that's not what's been conveyed. Right. Like, right. you know, aliens. Why do we call them aliens? So it's mm -hmm. a very defensive name in a mm -hmm. way. Or UFO. Why don't we call them ancient civilizations? My kind of research is leading me into that, that these, these aliens were already here, or possibly the original inhabitants of the planet, and maybe where the hybrids. That's one possibility. There's pr profound issues here, I think. I mean, what created, who created the universe? Are we talking God as an omnipotent being? Or are we talking about aliens that created us? What are your thoughts on that? I have quantum physics and things that I experience most of the time. And yeah, I think God created everything. I think there is a God. I think he created everything because I had this thing about a pure creating a pure source. Mm -hmm. And I've been writing this book about how to create a pure source with content, collecting data. And, you know, a pure source of, of data is demographics, which demographics can, can define the actions of a human being. And I always said the structure was linear to everything and everybody, because this thing I put together could reset your life, could reset your business, and it kind of gives you a pathway to get to consciousness. And the more I dug into that, this thing of creation of four came to me. And I talked to Samuel Chong, who's an interpreter who interpreted the Theo, Theoba prophecy. Mm -hmm. And I never talked to him before. And mm -hmm. I started talking about creation of four. And I was starting with the universe because the universe is in four parts. Right. And then you go to the planets, you have four terrestrial planets, you have four gas planets. And I mm -hmm. think the way our planets have been defined is incorrect mm -hmm. because you can see how the human body is tied to our planets. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at your senses, I think the gas planets were set up for your sensibilities of the human body because mm -hmm. the jug the moving parts of that mm -hmm. are the sun, the moon and Pluto. Because if you look at What's interesting, if you look at the root chakra, which would be the sun mm -hmm. on the human body, and mm -hmm. then you go up Mercury, Venus, Earth, mm -hmm. Earth is the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that's by coincidence, right? Mars mm -hmm. is the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. And this is where Da Vinci, and I don't, I don't even know where this information came from. It's just mm -hmm. this is where Da Vinci and Elma kind of got things messed up because the third eye is the moon mm -hmm. okay. and the crown chakra is Pluto. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. Pluto's on the edge. Mm -hmm. And when you think about our connection to God is connected through our pineal gland and all mm -hmm. this is this is tied together. So and I'm going to go back to what Samuel Chong said. But when you break down, you look at these planets, I'm not going to get too crazy about the planets. But when you break down Earth, Earth was created in four parts, okay. inner core, outer core, mantle, crust. Right. You have four elements. You have four gases. You okay. have four points. Your body's made of four humors. The Book of Gates says there was four human beings, which makes sense. This is where I call it science stops with the non-conscious. Non-conscious is never spoken about. But if you define non-conscious, 
Mm -hmm. Right. And understand it scientifically and add that to the puzzle. And there's, it's funny, there's four pieces of that puzzle, non-conscious, subconscious, unconscious bias and consciousness, mm -hmm. four parts. We never talk about the non-conscious because I think scientists are scared of that. Because if you look at that, you would have to understand that in that direction and that you know, have that pattern that there had to be more than two people, two types of human beings put on this earth to start the human humanity or whatever it was, yeah, okay. right? Based on the non-conscious, because you had to have four different directions. It mm -hmm. makes sense. The earth is in four direct, four different directions. So when you talk about the non-conscious, it doesn't take in, you know, the part of your emotions and everything else. Mm -hmm. There's four, four directions, four directions of four different human beings. But then going back to Samuel Chong, mm -hmm. he said in the Theoba prophecy that God created everything with four powers. And I, I was right. And I never talked to this guy before. And he kept going back to that. And he said, there's, you know, that's ancient knowledge that you're talking mm -hmm. about. And they said there's these plates in India that it describes that. But anybody can check that out. I mean, the creation of four goes on and on and on. Hopefully that kind of answers your, your question. So that's why I think yeah. there is a God. And I think God has done this before, which creates the other scenarios that we're dealing with to try to figure out who we really are. So when you said he's done it before, what's this in done a have a whole solar system somewhere else? Or is this a dimension that he's done before? I might just or is he just start from scratch and I think, it's, I think he's created life mm -hmm. multiple times mm -hmm. with different types of life humans whatever you want to call them in, in this, this in this realm of the universe okay right and i think it's evolved sure right yeah that's interesting because i was just i was reading some of the old testament last night and you notice how the ages of some of these prophets they're so old they're like 700 800 900 years old how is that possible? I don't know. How do you explain that? But well, the thing about this, if you're reading the Bible, mm. you're talking about the creation of four, the number four in the Bible is creation. Okay. And then the cross mm -hmm. is a four. Okay. You know, a good lawyer told me I'm too old to believe in coincidences, right? <laughs> so what's your internal drive? Why are you so interested in this? Yeah, you say coincidences. I, I follow the universe. I follow God for the signs that I'm on the right path, my right spiritual vocation. I like to do what makes me happy, which puts me on a higher vibration. I like, there's an American writer called Jack Canfield. He's a motivational speaker. I really like what he has to say. He says, if it ain't fun, don't do it. But then he also says, you've got to look out for inspired thoughts when the universe or God, whatever, is nudging you in a certain direction. I think you need to you need to go there. And that's, that's what I've done. Because, you know, my day job, I'm primarily a musician. But at the moment, I seem to be, you know, put in this direction where I'm looking at these interesting things regarding aliens, God, UFOs, and trying to tie it all together. And my next film is going to basically try and tie everything together, the paranormal, spirituality, UFOs, aliens. I mean, it sounds like you've already got there with your creation four thing, which maybe we could feature that because there's got to be some way of tying everything together into some sort of grand theory because you mentioned quantum physics earlier. I mean, that kind of points out that there's more to reality than than what we know already you know you've got the spooky action at a distance you've got a quantum entanglement uh, we still don't know you know what drives these uh, you know and why they happen and we still don't know you say about consciousness where does consciousness lie i don't think it lies in the brain i think, I, I think well well mm -hmm. i want to go back to the creation of four mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. let me tell you something that really blow your mind 
Mm-hmm. So medical systems don't talk about your penile gland much at all. Right. And, you know, I wonder why, because this, this is, this has never been talked about. And I, like I said, I'm a natural healer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a natural healer. I have native on both sides of my family. I have energy coming out of my right hand. Very strong. Like I can feel your energy. And I think you're, you're like a Scandinavian Norse bloodline. And awesome. I think that's your innate drive just mm-hmm. by the feel, because when I talk to somebody, if there's something energy around that person, I can feel it. Okay. Whether you're in, in talking to you, I can, I can feel there's an upright, like when I talk to somebody or around somebody, there's an upright of energy. It starts coming mm-hmm. out of my hand. It tells me that. So those, those are things that I feel. And then I started researching the pineal gland and, you know, the fluoride in the water calcifies your pineal gland. Okay, yeah. And I've been decalcifying my pineal gland with this eye drops called Sanaga, which <laughs> decalcifies it. It makes you clear. Yeah. But that's the data center. Your pineal gland is the data center for God. Okay. That's the data center for God. And when you look at the, the eyes that the Egyptians made, because everything the Egyptians made uh, is a pure source. And I think all the Egyptians were the indigenous people around the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the salt of the earth people were the Egyptians. Right. So, so when you look at the eye, you got the slant this way, the straight line. That slant is a one-fourth slant, okay. and it's in our head. And it's pretty hard to deny that when you're talking about creation of four yeah, yeah. and God being connected to our peanut gland and we have a bone, that's a one-fourth slant. When I say one-fourth slant, if you put that, that angle on a flat surface, mm-hmm. it's a one-fourth slant. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is quite mind-blowing. I said he, I spoke to uh, actually we're talking about Norse. I spoke to a Norwegian uh, psychic called Terj Simonson. Very interesting, interesting chap. And he was talking about connecting to consciousness to psychic abilities by he calls it the mental internet. But what you're saying is the penal gra- gland allows you to contact this source. You're calling it God. I think that's God's data center. I think that's where that's he gets so, data. So the question is, how can we tell people to access this and how can they, you're saying about flu rides bad for it. I mean, luckily we give our kids, I've got three kids, but have bottled water. It's a long story, but there's a lot of pollutants in the water. And we decided my son wasn't very well. He needed, you know, so we have bottled water. We don't use fluoride in our toothpaste. So you're saying that's very, very important to, to clear it. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. 110 percent because because the sanaga eye drops i got from the matias tribe and the amazon okay. so there's a reason there's a reason they do it mm. and they they do it daily and that okay. and it's just very odd to me that nobody's ever talked about the penile gland no no maybe we need to oh. yeah but why you know what i'm saying because it's hard to deny it would be hard to deny if I say creation of four and then you look in your head and you have a bone that has a one four slant in mm. your head that's your penile gland. Yeah. It's hard is. to deny that. Sure. So your healing powers, is that connected to the penile gland, do you think? It's just I mean, it just showed up. I don't know. I mean, like I met shamans and this and that, and then I realized that like Reiki was a club. Right. You know, these these mm. things are clubs because when I Got my Reiki training. I was basically a master immediately. Oh, okay. Like I had done this before. Hmm. Right. And I haven't, it's very odd. It's hmm. very odd. And, and when I do get around Norse type of people, I think hmm. Norse people might've been the original people. And I think hmm. their skin 
color may have changed the mm. more south they migrated because you know they created the scandinavians created a structural system that kind of set up the world right because there was things that they came in and did that wasn't that hadn't been done yet sure you yeah. know which is very very interesting i mean people would be like yeah whatever but when you think because i think that when we talk about cultures and whatever mm. you know i think skin color is just is environmental mm. of course it is yeah definitely you know because the melatonin and, and stuff yeah. in the skin and i think it's environmental and it, you know a lot of people want to argue with that but science has admitted to that mm. and we're still you know we're still living in the dinosaur thought process yeah we are still but we're, we're controlled, aren't we? I think it's funny you mentioned fluoride. My co-host guy on on our TV show, he was talking about similar effects from what's the artificial sweetener in Diet Coke, aspartame, I think it is. Yeah, that has, aspartame or yeah, yeah, that has a similar effect. It stops you from raising your consciousness, your vibration, your energy, it keeps you kind of. Yeah, controlled, I guess, not breaking yeah. through. Mm -hmm. And I think the way things have been diagnosed, like, think, I think there's a lot of people out there that, like myself, like, I had to fight through the sensibilities, mm -hmm. right? Because if you don't understand what your sensibilities are and you're very affected by everything around you, mm -hmm. it's hard to deal with that. And I think that's why a lot of people may lean to drinking or lean to drugs or whatever, because yeah. they're used to these feelings that modern medicine says is an issue. But in, but I don't think it is an issue. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you drive people down these roads to inhibit themselves on who they truly are. Yeah. And you may never know the true answer about who you are. Yeah. I mean, I had a pretty traumatic childhood. Don't want to go into it too much, but it was a dark, nothing to do with me. It was a dark place, but I survived. Before this happened, I believe I had a paranormal visitation. I, at the time, I thought it was angelic. It was like an angel appeared to me on the wall. This bright light and face came out of the wall, told me that I was going to be all right. The next day, everything wasn't all right, but I got through my childhood, which is problematic but then i kind of hit it all away turned to drink a lot i wasn't an alcoholic but i was in a bad dark place kept myself to myself but managed with a you know with the love of my wife to face these things get through it i no longer drink i've kind of taken control of my mind in terms of not allowing those dark forces to you know to have any effect on me now really so i understand what you're saying people go through you know crap in life and not dealing with it very well and feel constrained by society we live in i think and they're not don't believe they've got the power themselves to heal themselves and to raise their vibration well the one one thing i do is like one thing i was told by another medium so forth this girl rita gigante her dad was Vincent Gigante, who was Vincent the Chin Gigante, who was head of the, the all five mafia families in New York City. Okay. And she was a very, very highly sensitive person and grew up in that environment. And she didn't know what she was. That's a kind of an example of you don't know you're this highly sensitive person. Mm. You have this kind of wild childhood with this dynamic mm. father and the mafia can make you go a little crazy if you're very highly sensitive. But she told me that if I'm giving energy to people, mm -hmm. she said, go meditate or whatever mm. and let light energy come mm. through your crown chakra. Mm. And I, this is, this is another weird story. And I told this to Tony too, is so when I started doing that, I, mm -hmm. the first time I did it, I, I have a, I live near this Harbor, the Charleston mm -hmm. Harbor. 
Mm-hmm. And I walked down there where they let these boats in or whatever. And I went down there and meditated. Mm-hmm. I said, Jesus, God, you know, let light energy through my crown mm-hmm. chakra mm-hmm. and so forth. And I could feel it. I could feel it coming in, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was walking back and there's this one stretch of road, about nine houses. And you get up to the very end of it, it makes a dog leg left. Mm-hmm. And I look to the left after doing this. And you talk about vibrations because heaven on earth, I think, is when you can slow down your vibrations enough where you can communicate with the animals and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking left at this first house and I see about 250 robins wow. flying. I said, what the hell is this? Birds? I've never seen this many birds in one area. Mm-hmm. Is this a bird sanctuary or whatever? So I start walking and as soon as I start walking, this bird, flock of birds come behind me. And there's, there's five or six robin on the sides of my feet mm-hmm. like flying in front of me. And I'm walking. There's none, none behind me. They're all going mm-hmm. forward. So I walk. They follow me, literally walk with me all the way down to the end of the road. Mm-hmm. And when the tree line stopped, they stopped. I made a left and didn't think anything about it. A week later, I look out my yard on a Sunday and I see the, the about 200 robins in my yard. <laughs> So whatever that is, coincidence, whatever it is, I've never had robins follow me. There is some symbolisms uh, about Mm. robins, but that was after the first time I started bringing Mm. energy back into my body so I could replenish to heal more people, I guess. Because I don't sell sell this. I mean, I'm a a partner with TikTok. I'm a Mm. partner with Meta. Mm. I'm in production. I do my podcast. Mm. And this is not something I put out there for monetary gain. So I'm I'm trying to figure it out myself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I guess that's my mission really is, is to, is to open people's minds, I think, and get them to think and take control of their minds and that there's more to life than, you know, the nine to five job that's grinding them down. Because my, my story, I like to think is, is a bit inspiring because I kind of had my troubles, drank too much. I got into a lot of debt. I was, you know, misled by various investors and trying to do my Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Company and kept a lot of debt, kept it hidden from my wife, and it was been a really bad place. She found out about it. I had a failed uh, overdose after she found out. But I got sectioned to a mental health unit. But then I got I got out. My wife gave me another chance. I stopped drinking. I took control, took responsibility for everything, cleared all my debts, started living at a higher vibration, and I now you know do music, films full time. And I'm lucky to be here, but I want to try and inspire others that are going through difficult times to, you know, 
that there is hope out there, but it's, you know, it's down to them to, to take control. It's easy to play the victim all your life, which is, I guess, what I did because I had such a bad childhood that I was stuck in that mentality. Now, was it parent, your parents? It was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was satanic in nature, so it was it was dark. Because they're feeling, you know, when you you said satanic, you know, mm. if they were gifted, if your mm. parents were gifted, mm. and they didn't know how to represent that properly, mm. and they were highly gifted, people like, can take that the other direction. Well, this is it, I, I, and I think that's probably what happened. I mean, what's the lineage of the family? Do you know the full lineage and bloodline and where everybody's from? It's it's a bit odd, but I. There's some secrets, obviously, in the family. The my great grand, my sorry, my grandmother, I believe, was half Indian. That's they lived in India at the time, and she was probably illegitimate, but she was half Indian. So, and then my auntie, and no, she was told she had clairvoyant powers, and so I think there is something in the family. Obviously, it got twisted. <laughs> so yeah, probably right. There is a there was a gift that was misused, whereas you know I want to use it for to help people. <laughs> Not to harm people. Well, the fear, the fear, the fear energy and all that satanic bullshit, you mm. know, it's really weak energy mm. at the end of the day. If you let it get to you, it will get to you. Yeah. But definitely. it really doesn't have any strength behind it. Okay. It's more about the person responding to it. Yeah. And instigating their fear, I guess, response to it. Yeah. Because yeah, it's just I'm... like. It's just like, I'm sorry, it's just like in, in Nigeria, you know, they've had so much trauma and things mm. over there and in different parts of the country. There's almost mm. two divided cultures. One dark, one is light, yeah. you know, and it's really literally through experience and perpetuation of experience and fear. Sure. I've had PTSD, I guess, because of this. And I've always, even now, I have to be aware that I go into fight, fight or flight response quite easily. So I'm still healing myself from that, I guess. Well, that's... I can see it. In, it's, it's weird. I can see it in your eyes mm-hmm. is where I see the Scandinavian part. Sure. You, you know, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what tells me that or <laughs> what it is. But, you know, <laughs> the, the blue eyes and just the look yeah. and everything. There's something to that. Mm. You know, maybe if you dig into that side and yeah. see what yeah. resonates with you. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because you might have more going on than you realize. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I like that. But just going back, just want to get your opinion on what, you know, what do you think the aliens, assuming they exist, what do you think they are? What do they represent? I think they represent energy. Mm. I think they represent energy. I think I kind of lean towards the Stephen Greer philosophy of they don't want to hurt us because if Mm -hmm. they did, they would have already done so. Yeah. And I think that anything that's being done based on fear Mm. is our government's. Sure. Okay. That's good. I, I like that. I mean, I like what Stephen Gray says about that and how, how people can, can contact these entities themselves, really, through, I guess, meditation and focus direction. It's really weird to me when, like, when I watch Netflix mm. and, you know, I was in television and so forth. And some of these narratives, I think, are very contrived. Right. And it's almost like you'll hear a narrative out in the public and then there'll be some type of show come out that is similar but a little different just a kind of twist it's almost like they're see that's too much of a coincidence to me as well you know like why Hmm. why are you trying to mask a narrative and twist twist the thought process a little bit Hmm. 
with programming. Yeah, I mean, the CIA, I guess, that's what's, what they've always done, is using popular entertainment to program. I mean, what I think is happening at the moment in, in, a, in, in the US especially is that with the UFO phenomena, whatever you want to call it, the US military wants to form the narrative that it's a threat to, you know, American democracy. So it's ramping up the military and ramping up the fear that these things could harm us. And I think people like Luis Elizondo kind of play into that a little bit. You know, I'll admire him for coming forward and talking about it. But he always says, what are these things are here to do not very good things. But then, like you said, Stephen Greer, who's been investigating a lot longer, says they're not here to harm us because you know it makes the quite valid point, like you said, that they would they would have already done that. He says that he said that ninety percent of the narratives out there are misinformation. Yeah, I quite believe that. Yeah, it's just like the zero the zero point energy he talks about when he talks about zero point energy. It's symbiotic energy, mm -hmm. and it makes sense as one. It, it, you know, if we utilize that technology and utilize that energy he talks about, mm. it would solve world hunger. Everybody could be self-sufficient. You wouldn't yeah. need gas. Mm. You wouldn't need power lines, anything like that. Mm. So the basis of it is in line with creation because God wanted to create everything as one, right? And everything yeah. being symbiotic, right? So, you know, the... the that's the thing I don't understand is we have all this information in front of us and mm. people just divine could be l sitting right in front of them and nobody does anything. Why do you <laughs> think nobody does anything? Why? Why don't they do anything? Because they don't perceive it. Think about all the narratives out there right now. Nobody's really freaked out about anything. Have we been that dumbed down? Possibly. I mean, what do you think about the, the uh, climate change agenda? Do you think that's that's real or is that being pushed on us? I mean, I have an environmental studies degree, so I understand. I would all... get the information. Well, I had I interviewed an astronaut and, you know, I, an astronaut said one time that Earth could reset itself at any time. And you wouldn't even know that anything was here. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? The most dangerous thing is we have another pole shift, mag magnetic shift to the poles. That would just wipe us all out. It's probably happened in the past as well. But if the if the Earth is rotating mm. and different parts of the Earth are facing the sun that haven't faced the sun in, in a certain mm. period of time, it, it stands to reason that, yes, yeah, shit's going to change. That's a tough one. I think there's a lot of percentages to that one. And I think there's a lot of things that are hurting the environment. Mm. But as far as the overall narrative, I think the overall narrative may be a little strong, you know, maybe kind of over the top. Follow the money. Absolutely. I always follow the money. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's the, it's the poor working class people that are asked to make all the sacrifices. And they're the ones <laughs> being hit hardest by it all, not the oligarchs and those in power. I guess that's my, my response to it. What are your thoughts on possible end times? And do you believe in second coming? And do you think that's... I don't know. I think, I think that a lot of the dark narratives that mm. are, you know, plan to happen, I don't think they're going to happen. I think people are going to be surprised and, you know, you know, I think whoever this is, is going to go down fighting as hard as they can. And it may get worse before it gets better, but I think they're, they're going to get some pushback. Sure. Okay. And what are your thoughts? Cause I go into it in the film a little bit. I speak with professor Ravi Loeb about AI and the role that AI will play in all of this. Do you think AI is a danger? I mean, I, I make the point that AI will, AI will never have a soul, which, you know, us humans have. Well, I will say this about AI. When you mm. think about a pure source, 
if something's mathematical, architectural, mm-hmm. something that is you put numbers in and you get the answer comes out the other end, mm-hmm. you can get those answers a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But I think if when you use AI that is based on human behavior mm-hmm. and human data, if we don't reset the data, reset the information, the processes are going to be fast, get done faster, but you're still going to have the same outcome. Yeah. Because the AI only is going to respond on the data it's given. Yeah. So the people that are out here having a knee jerk reaction about it, they just mm. need to slow down because they're not going to get it right. I think they're five years away until they get it right, until yeah. these people and these entities realize that the data that we have is so convoluted mm. and off. Most of the data people have is off 20 to 30% from a pure source. Yeah, let's continue to get bad answers instead yeah. of resetting, you know, resetting whatever it is to re, you know, re-engage and build something properly with a, with a foundation of demographics that is a pure information, mm-hmm. right? Or birth things the right way with pure information. Okay. Because I think we're at that point where everything needs to be rebirthed, you know, rebirthed or birthed the right way. To me, I think they can use it as scare tactics, whatever it is, but it's not going to be 100% until people realize about the data that's out there that's being inputted into these systems. Sure. Yeah, I understand that. My, my, I mean, my opinion on AI is that, like I said, it's, it doesn't have a soul. Like, you, you're a healer. You, you tap into, God, you've got your pineal gland, you know, the God data receptor, whatever you want to call it. AI is not going to have that yeah. ever. Do you think? No, and AI doesn't have quantum physics. No, so that's not- because if you think about non-conscious, mm. the non-conscious is the human body without mm. emotion. Mm. Right? There's there, there's a lot there that the, how they going to how's AI going to explain that that non-conscious? Yeah, it's not going to, and it's not going to be able to tap in to God, to the energy out there, to the universe. It's not going to get into higher dimensions. Was, well, you talk, You know, I had Avi on the show as well, and and he made me realize that, you know, these scientists are in one lane, mm. right? And when I interviewed him, he was like, I've never been interviewed like this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and it's almost, and this is, and mm. actually he triggered another mindset for me. That's That made me realize that 90, even the smartest people in the world, you know, they're all going at things with a discovery mindset, right? If you go at things with a discovery mindset, it's going to take you longer to figure out the answer because he's just staying in his lane of discovery instead of going from a creation mindset. Yeah. Right. And connecting pieces outside of his lane that could give him answers. But because of the laws and stuff in science, they don't want you to do that for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, fair to Avi, he's one of those scientists that will, will go there and look at possible extraterrestrial rocks in the ocean. And he, he's open to the mind mindset that there is life elsewhere. But like you said, he's in his lane set. He's a scientist. He's a classical scientist. I mean, he's pushing it a little bit for scientists. But I understand. I mean, I guess more quantum physicists might be more open to it because they see the weird, the weird things that go on with it that can't be explained. I think they probably open mind. I spoke to her. You might want to interview her. There's a lady called Evelyn Hollow. She's actually a parapsychologist, mm-hmm. but she's also a quantum physicist, and she she's coming up with a theory where quantum physics can explain the paranormal ghosts and things like that. What's your opinion on on ghosts and paranormal and things like that? Do you believe spirits and things exist? I think it's energy. I think 
I think when you haven't found the vine, I think that could be hell. Sure. I think you stay here. I think you stay here. You, your energy can get stuck in between. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think God wants us to be perfect. Sure. And I think we're reincarnated. Yeah. I think this, I think this is just the beginning. Mm. I think for our lives, I think depend on where you reach mm. divinity or divine based on God's interpretation of what that is. That depends on where you really go. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, a lot of what you're saying ties into, I don't know if you heard of this, the Etheria Society at all. Have you heard of them? Uh -uh. They were like like a UFO religion. They're based in London, and it was set up by a guy called George King who discovered meditation and yoga. This is in the 50s, before it was popular, really. Went to India and discovered this. And through meditation, he tapped into something that gave him messages about god and about people about energies about the chakras and things like that and about how people basically like reincarnation they're moving up to the divine eventually or to planets as he says or they stay where they are like you're saying it's that's what happens we don't we never kind of die the energy still there it goes just goes to a different plane of existence it's interesting anyway yeah Hmm. Well, I've never, no, nothing has ever showed themselves to me. So I think based on how weak you are, that's where you can see stuff because hmm. they're going to show themselves to you. But I've had people with me where saying entities have been around, followed us home. I've sure. gone into, I went into this bar one night and I felt like a burning wood, like a oh, very yeah. cedar wood in this bar. And it smelled completely different. I'd ever smelled hmm. in this bar. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? I didn't think nothing of it. And this person that was with me could see and whatever. And when we got home, there was something around us that we had to get rid of. But mm-hmm. I mentally did a few things or whatever. And I went back in that bar and I never smelt that again. Well, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, I've, I've experienced things that, you know, come from elsewhere, I guess. But like you said, if you're in that fearful, dark place, I guess these things can appear. Was uh, it like, were you conscious or were you asleep or was it a dream or? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's been all of those, really. I mean, I guess it was more when I was younger because there, there was dark things happening to me. So I think now, now that I'm happier, I kind of tend to notice you said about coincidences. Well, I, I, I can't call them synchronicities, I guess. And I'm noticing them more and more. And I had a had a weird one. I think it was last year. I was on. I was on holiday in a small fishing village in England. It's called Kessingland in Suffolk. Very nice, small fishing village, not very big. We go there quite a lot. And I'm in a band called the Pocket Gods. Anyway, I put the radio on and heard my song. It's called The Perfect Blue. Quite a happy song, played on the radio, national radio in England. It's a DJ called Steve Lamack, who's quite famous over here. And it's like, wow, it's brilliant. Been played on the radio, all very excited. Okay, and then after that, some guy called in from the village, Kessingland where I was on holiday, uh, saying, you know, oh, great song. And this guy was in the same village and he phoned in. There's nothing to do with me. That's just a weird thing. And it kind of made me like, okay, there's something weird going on here. That can't be just coincidence. It's law of attraction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I use the law of attraction, I guess. Yeah. Tone, I think, well, that's part of my process. When you establish a certain tone, when you understand your foundation, you understand your sensibilities, you communicate with a certain tone. So the the people you hang out with probably have a very similar tone to you. So by law of attraction, you have innately these things that are connected or attracted to. 
that is a natural thing. And we forget about law of attraction. Yeah, I mean, I, I use it a lot. I mean, it was Jack Canfield that opened my eyes to it. And he's the one that said, you, you know, when the universe gives you inspired thought, you need to act on it. And the inspired thought that changed my life was I read a newspaper article about songwriting uh, in England. And it was an American professor saying, why are songwriters still writing three-minute pop songs when the likes of Spotify, Apple, etc., they pay out a royalty after 30 seconds? And it's not very much, so why write longer songs? So I, I, I took that idea and thought, okay, I'm going to put 100 songs in one album, uh, all 30 seconds long. It's a crazy idea. Why would anyone do it? But I did it. And because of that, I got a Guinness World Record. Uh, I got many, many more year after year. And then I still hold the record for most songs on the album, which is a thousand songs, each one 30 seconds long, just because of some mad idea that I decided to run with. And, you know, because of that, my band's known all over the world just by following the law of attraction and following these inspired thoughts, which most people would think, well, that's just a stupid idea. Why should you do that? Why would anyone do that? It's ridiculous. That's what, you know, part of me was saying, but the other part, no, you've got to do it. This is the nudge from the universe to do it. And, and you know, that's what I did. And it basically changed my life for the better. Interesting. Now, do you mm. sing in the band? I do, yeah. Sing, play guitar. I mean, this is the whole thing as well. It's like, been doing it 25 years it's taken me 25 years to to get to the position where i'm i'm doing it full time so I, I interviewed johnny ilsley too all right brilliant he's out near that area england somewhere isn't he he's a lot more famous than me though he's, i mean is he still playing yeah yeah that's yeah. good but there's something you know talking about you and him you're a little quieter than him but a very similar somewhat similar mannerisms because okay. he's he's actually an artist, you know, and painter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and we're talking about his sensibilities, and he's like, "Well, that's a personal question." And I said, "Well, I think that." I was like, "Well, I think that makes you an artist." You know, yeah. those sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you got to feel feel all those things to create. I think. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's my mission. I need to create. I've somehow ended up making films, which. I enjoy even more than music. So it's, yeah, I'm just grateful. I mean, gratitude's a big thing as well. I think you need to be grateful for what you do have, not for what you don't have. And that's the oh, absolutely. Well, and we teach my, teach our kids that as well. And yeah, you have to yeah, be grateful. Yeah, 100%, 100% agree with that. I talk about that all the time too, because, you know, Netflix programming is, you know, an algorithm. When I said this, I said, I bet you set over 70% of their programming is dark based on their algorithm. And I think it was more than 70%. Oh, right. You know, so when you think about law of attraction and perpetuation yeah. of negativity, that, you know, resonates with society. And that's how society is. Mm. We start from what's wrong instead of we always start things from what's wrong instead of what's right. Well, this is it. I mean, that's, you, that's why we, we stop watching the news and the mainstream media, because you're just getting fed this negativity and doom mongering. So we yeah. remove ourselves from that. We don't have TV in our house. I mean, we do. We can, you know. So our kids, they'll buy a DVD, but they don't have TV and haven't got that constant thing coming into the house to, to bring you down, basically, which is what it does. So, well... Talking about the film and so forth, where do we where do we see the film? What's the story of the film and and so yeah. forth? It's called God versus Aliens. It's on Tubi uh, in the U.S. and Canada, and it's about the impact that first contacts or disclosure about extraterrestrials that we are not alone. How that will affect the world's religions? It's got Professor Avi Loeb from Harvard on it, Seth Shostak from SETI, 
Tony Topping, the alien experiencer, and the Reverend Daniel Thompson, who's a British reverend who's brilliant. Love and spits, and it, it's an hour long. It's a fascinating film. It will make your mind explode a little bit, but it's positive and it goes through the Old Testament possible signs of extraterrestrial involvement in, in the Bible. It's open minded to most things and it has a positive message. Thank you. Nice, nice. Mm. Well, I don't know if there's any, we talked a long time. I don't know if there's anything else we can cover, but the conversation went pretty quick. Yeah, it was uh, really enjoyable. I really enjoyed chatting to you, John. Nice. nice. Land. I'm going to have to look into that. And, yeah, dig yeah. into that. And then if you do the next film, let me know. Yeah, I, I want you to be in the next film, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, thanks, John. Let's do it. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show, Mark. Thank you. This has been Mark Christopher Lee. Check out his film, God vs. Aliens. And my name's John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 